Hi, I'm James Schilling Law. I'm here with a familiar face. If you watched us last year, she was back. Uh, Angie Lycia, who's the president of Global Travel Collection, which is part of Internova Travel Group. And Angie uh, oversees some of the biggest luxury agencies in the business. And we're, we're going to get an update on what's going on with Global Travel Collection, what the latest is, and a lot more on Insider Travel Report. First of all, Angie, uh, uh, the last time I talked to you, you were not in an office, you were somewhere else, but now where are you now and how are you? I'm in our headquarters office, 1633 Broadway in New York. Um, so we uh, we started coming back late last, uh, mid last year and then we officially like officially reopened uh, April 4th. And so I've been here back to back weeks for weeks. Um, you know, in the office. So this is my office and it's so great to be here with my colleagues and it feels so right and so good, so. No, that's great. And uh, it's too bad we could have done it in person because I was down in New York yesterday. I didn't realize oh, you were up here. Uh, that would have been but great. That, but that's okay, we, we're, we're getting used to Zoom. But the next one, next one we'll do in person. Okay, uh, sounds great. Now, now give us an update on uh, Global Travel Collection. First of all, let's set the stage. Uh, what does your group now include? include? What travel agencies? Yeah, so um, we are um, Pro Travel and Zell Travel US and UK, uh, the All Star Group, Andrew Harper, uh, Colette's, R. Caruso and Son, and um, in the No Travel, and I, I can't remember if I said Andrew Harper or not, but Andrew. You did, Harper. you did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you got so many, you don't remember them, right? They're the, I know. <laughs> they're the, no, you got some of the best in the business and some of the most well known luxury travel. Uh, agencies. And uh, now these are all uh, wholly owned by Global Travel Collection and its parent, Internova? That is correct. Okay. So this is, these are ones you own because we know that the other, one of the other divisions of Internova, of course, is Travel Leaders Network, which is the consortium uh, yeah. of, of agencies that are owned by the, the agents, the agencies themselves. But now, uh, do you have any other plans to acquire other agencies and include them in GTC? Are you open to buying other other agencies in the luxury space? Yeah, so um, I mean, I think right now our focus is on the recovery from the pandemic, but we yeah, that's, that's have sort of taking everybody that's sort of taking everybody's time right now, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, the business has come back with with you know lightning speed. So you know, just trying to keep our heads above water, which is such a great place to be considering the alternative we've been through for the last two years. But yeah, we're, we're very open to acquisition. Do I have an acquisition sitting on the table right now? No, um, but we're always open, always looking. Um, we have a group that is responsible for acquisitions and we're vetting things with them all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so do I think that we'll add to Global Travel Collection at some point? Yes, more than likely, but nothing that's imminent at this point. Okay, well, I can go shopping for some stuff I did like for you, and, and we'll, okay, we'll sounds see, if, good. see if we can get some deals. I'll just do a broker fee. There you go. Um, so, so you you got that, and uh, you've also been adding some key executives over the past few months, and some recognizable names from other groups. Can you talk about some of these key hires and what they're yeah. going to do for you? Yeah. So you know, we're always looking for incredible talent, um, and looking at up leveling our organization, up leveling our our brand. So you know, I'm gonna hopefully I don't pronounce her um, name wrong, but Beth Butzlaff from um, Virtuoso is joining us. That's right. Us. I know Beth. I know Beth, and you did it right. So <laughs> oh, well, great. Thank you. Um, and then we have Christy Green, um, who's also joined us. Um, both are in a, um, running, going to be running our leisure department. Um, we really wanted to put a lot of focus and attention into 
that leisure space into the supplier space, into the GTC brand, the GTC um, product offering. And so that's what they'll be focused on. Um, and then really a heavy support for our advisors in that leisure space. Um, and then um, we um, hired um, Jennifer Hartnett over in the UK for um, our tour operations and contract manager in Collats. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, we are thrilled, absolutely thrilled with some of the recent hires, um, the value that they're bringing to the table and what that means to our advisor and to our, our partners in the supplier groups mm -hmm. um, we're beyond excited about. No, that's great. I know you've got some good talent. I know Beth very well, and uh, it looks like you got some other people. And then at the, the Internova level last year, I think he's been there with you in a year, Albert Herrera. Yeah, so I think if I'm not mistaken, he started at the very end of February, the beginning of March. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, Albert, you know, he's been doing a great job and really helping us revamp our hotel programs and, and um, you know, um, up-leveling our profile in the luxury space. So again, we're, we're beyond thrilled with the talent that's coming in and, and what that means for us as an organization. Well, I know, I know Albert is now, he's available to all the units of, uh, of Internova, not just uh, Global Travel Collection, yes. but also uh, Travel Leaders uh, Network and, uh, you know, even host agencies like Next and things like that. So uh, I've run into him a number of times as Albert is all around the luxury space. He um, is. He's Mr. Luxury, is he not? He is. He is. I saw him last <laughs> at, uh, I think I might've seen him sooner, but I have seen him in International Luxury Travel Market last December. And uh, that's a place that he is always at. Um now let's talk a little bit about what's going on with your your agencies. What what are the the booking trends? Uh, you said the things are really busy. What what is selling well now in luxury travel? Uh, what isn't selling well right now? I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, capacity is um, so limited. Just everybody who can travel is traveling, but I think you know what we're still seeing is you know there's this question a year ago: will will private still continue? Um, I think there were some some experts forecasting, oh, no, when travel starts to return, people return to commercial, but we're not seeing that. Um, I think even people who typically would fly commercial or go commercial in like villa versus, I mean, a hotel versus a villa, um, they have really started to say, hey, how can we can continue this? And, and they and even, you know, Joe Blows like me have found how they can do private. You know, if there's four families going, maybe going private on a jet okay. is equal to or less expensive than taking commercial. So we're seeing private really continue. Wide open space is still, people still getting out. I think even though, you know, the mask mandates, a lot of things have lifted, people are still looking for space. They're still looking for ways that they can travel without having to worry about the person right next to them. Do they have um, some variation of COVID or not? Uh, so that that is continuing. Um, international travel has picked up substantially, um, especially not just, you know, we have a lot of international in Mexico during the pandemic, but over the waters really um, opening up. People are are excited about the potential of the U.S. coming back into the U.S. opening up. And when that happens, holy smokes, um, escapism is still big, you know, just trying to get away. Um, in some cases, it's just get away from where you've been. Right. Some cases is get away from your spouse or your kids or whatever, you know, so um, doing that, we're seeing a lot in the um, tour space, people going to, you know, Africa, going on safari, people, you know, um, I, I had an opportunity recently to go to um, Saudi Arabia for um, a discovery trip and, and really seeing a market start to open up. Um, our top cities, cities, um, it's Italy, Spain, Greece, you know, Portugal, 
um, um, are all coming alive. We're seeing a lot of people going to Egypt, to Thailand, to the Seychelles, Cambodia. So, you know, in the bucket list, um, James is still huge. No, absolutely. And I was going to ask you about destinations, but you just filled me in. Europe, everyone says, is is going to boom this year and really, really into next year. What, yeah. what about cruising overall in general? I think cruising starting to pick up. Um, you know, we just need for... Um, you know, the ships to get back in the water, all the inventory to open up. Um, people are, you know, I don't really get the sense that people are afraid to get on a ship because, oh my gosh, I might get sick. I think, I think we've moved past that. I think cruising will become once again, a very, very top um, target for consumers for, you know, traveling. I, I don't see that going away. No, absolutely. I don't think it will either now. Um, what, what, what is, has, have you seen any effect um, First, the war in Ukraine, any effect on sales to Europe, especially nearby destinations, obviously like Hungary, which is the hotbed of river cruising, as we know, uh, Poland, Czech Republic, uh, yeah. is there, has there been any, any impact so far? So travel in general, when, so when the conflict or the war started, um, there was a few, a bit of a drop off, but we really didn't feel it from a volume perspective because um, Western Europe was growing so fast. So mm -hmm. where we did have some cancellations, it was being offset by new bookings in Western Europe. Um, river cruising was impacted. So there were quite a few river cruises that were canceled. Um, but for the most part, we haven't seen it as a huge deterrent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously anything we had going to Russia or Ukraine was off, you know, was off, sure. off limits. Um, and, and even the surrounding countries, we really haven't seen a dramatic impact. Now, if, if it escalates beyond where it is now, it starts to get close to the other borders, it goes outside the borders, we're going to have some serious conversations and there, there will be some impact. But so far, volume grows week on week, um, and a lot of it is to Europe. No, absolutely. I, I, I was, as I told we before we started this conversation, I had just returned, I told you I had just returned from mm -hmm. Hungary and we certainly didn't feel it there. And that was all about river cruising. Uh, yeah. I think it might've gotten hit initially, but hopefully people will start to realize they can still book that river cruise in Budapest and, and elsewhere. Yeah. And it's the Danube is not, even though it's only seven, 800 miles away from Ukraine, it's in a different world. So uh, hopefully that's going to remain the case. Do, do you see any kind of lasting impact from from COVID, uh, we did have obviously that blip in December and January uh, with Omicron coming in and everybody kind of paused there for a little while. Um, we're still kind of waiting for things like the, uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the testing to go away for to come back to the US, which now I think, I thought it was gonna be this month, but I think it might be- I think it's gonna get pushed back. Uh, yeah. they, just, they just pushed back as we did today, they just pushed the mask requirement uh, on airlines right. to May. And I, I always see that as being paired, so. I agree, uh, it, I agree it, with you completely. I mean, we were very hopeful that when it came to the 18th, it was gonna be, you know, masks off, every, everybody come to the US, but I think, I think it is gonna get pushed back. And, you know, we have things like states like Pennsylvania, you know, they're gonna reinstitute their mask mandate next, next week. So, you know, but I think, you know, I think many people, and this is just my perspective, but I think many people have come to the same sort of mindset that I have come to and is this is a this is here to stay for for the unforeseeable future or for the foresee yeah the unforeseen future the, the, the fact of the matter is that they're going to continue to be variants they're continuing to be breakouts but we have that with everything with the flu with common cold um, you know I think that 
if I understand correctly from the experts, you know, with each variant, the um, the uh, impact to somebody long term is diminished. Um, not that people aren't getting sick. I'm not suggesting that, but it's not long lasting and right. as lethal as it once was. So um, I think it's kind of just here and we need to learn how to live with it because the alternative is not living at all, right? right? From the perspective, sitting in your house, staying there, watching TV, like, you know, everybody's done that and, and they're tired and people want to go and people want to visit and people want to experience it. That's what travel is all about. No, absolutely. And uh, uh, I know what's happening now is more, most people are just worried they're going to test positive and not be able to get back and they have to quarantine. I just had uh, when I was over in Europe for these uh, different cruises I was on, we did have a, a certain percentage of people that did test positive and they had to stay for five yeah. days or plus yeah. uh, until they tested negative. And while they were not terribly sick, uh, they still had to, you know, yeah. engage in that quarantine. I, I lucked out and didn't have it. So, uh, but uh, they, they, they had to stay. I mean, there's nothing terrible about having to stay in a, in a luxury hotel for, it's like, oh, gee, <laughs> I know, oh, gee, gee can, you know, where do I sign up? Can you, can you test me uh, positive? Can you test me positive, please? Uh, but uh, but it, in reality, you know, people have plans and, you know, yeah. the, the next trip could be messed up. And I think a lot of people are worried about that. When, when this happens, when we all, you know, we avoid and we get rid of masks on airplanes and hopefully at the same time uh, get rid of testing, uh, then then I think, you know, that that's and that's what ASTA and a lot of other groups are really pushing Congress for right now. Yeah. And what we're saying to our advisors, get ready, because even, you know, we haven't completely returned to 19 numbers. Some of our advisors have come to me in the last few weeks and said March was their best month ever in the history of our companies. And so there are some amazing travel happening. There's some amazing travel happening out there. And, um, you know, we need to get ready. We need to strap on, you know, um, our boots and get going because it is going to be, we're busy. It's going to get busy, much busier um once once mandates get lifted absolutely i totally agree now uh any other trends that you're seeing in luxury travel corporate travel entertainment travel i know uh, your agencies cover all of those bases right mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean i think in all of those categories the the future is beyond bright um you know consumers are traveling they're being responsible um, sustainability is a huge trend, so we just want to keep watching sustainability. Um, I think people are wanting to travel um, and protect the earth at the same time. So carbon offset, you know, what what are properties doing in the sustainability? So that continues to be a big trend. Um, in the luxury, like I said, I think that private is still um, very very big. Um, the um, you know, there's there's quite an upturn in bucket trips and going on these incredible long vacations where is maybe they were abbreviated and we are seeing that the um the time between booking and, and traveling is lengthening a little bit right. but it's not what it was in 2018 or 2019 i mean people are still have a pretty pretty decent close window um close window to the booking and the travel um in the um entertainment space i mean goodness gracious when tours started opening for bands and production continued like with Netflix and other companies and all, I mean, entertainment was such a 
a thankful piece of our business. We're so thankful for it during the pandemic because in some cases production kept the lights on, right? And it's continuing. And again, now that bands are going out and touring, we're just really so busy in that space. I mean, people are so enjoying getting back out to concerts and, sure. you know, Broadway has opened up and we have a lot of advisors who, you know, manage um, the movement of production and crews and, and, and directors and things within, within you know the the theater community um symphonies are back on the road so and then corporate you know it, it is returning a little bit less aggressively than the other segments but here's the thing again experts were saying oh travel won't corporate travel won't come back you know it'll be we never will get back to 2019 numbers like we're not seeing that like people there is nothing like being on the road and meeting people i mean just hear our office open and the everybody's on a high because we're together, we're working together. We can actually sit in a room and strategize. And boy, when you've been strategizing via Zoom for two <laughs> years and now you sit in a room and there is a difference. It is a difference being in, in person. So we're very, very optimistic on the future of travel and where travel's gonna go. And, um, you know, as long as again, you know, the conflict of the war doesn't get out of control and we don't have some variant that ends up you know, causing disaster for us. Like, I think, I think we all have a very bright future. No, absolutely. And in terms of bucket list, I, my bucket list was going to Antarctica and I did that twice. I spent my February in Antarctica because I'm crazy enough to do two different cruises and come home in between, uh, which was oh my a, goodness. a little, a little nutty, uh, but I don't know why I did it, but I did it. And uh, yeah. I should have just, you know, rented an Airbnb in Buenos Aires or Swaya or someplace, but uh, that somehow I didn't get around to that, but it was amazing, amazing experience that I never expected. And so I now got my seventh continent. So I'm, I'm, Oh, I'm look there. at you. That's amazing. I not know. many people can claim that. That's, that's really amazing. Have you, have you done an Antarctica cruise yet? I have not, but I, oh. um, I know I was just talking to somebody yesterday who is planning a trip and she's so excited. And I was just like, so jealous. <laughs> well, there's so many different new offerings that down there, and we were covering a lot of them this year. And uh, we'll do more so next year. It, it is That's an amazing great. trip, and I'm very glad I did it. It was a bit of a the the expedition was in getting there, not uh, to be not when I was since that once I was there, it was great. Uh, so that's an example of a kind of luxury travel that, you know, your clients are probably doing now and, and looking at this because we do can do so much, so much more. Now, let's turn to uh, I mean, the whole this whole covid incident, uh, you know, the, the crisis. Uh, I think more than ever, it's proven the value of the, the travel advisor to selling luxury travel and serving luxury clientele. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that the, the luxury clientele always had this sense that they wanted to work with an advisor. But I think the, 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 the role and the importance of an advisor was just became so apparent through through um, throughout the, the pandemic. And, you know, I, I believe that there are now consumers who say, I will never take a trip without an advisor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, James, we talked about this before last year, you know, um, I'm so incredibly blessed and proud of the advisors. I mean, I've always said that we have the best advisors in the industry, but I, I mean, I can't underpin enough how, how deeply I feel about this. Like mm -hmm. they are there for their clients every moment. You know, they're looking at every need. They're looking at all of the requirements due to the pandemic, they're still doing that. You know, they share their expertise. They, you know, have firsthand experiences in the destinations that people are going. And I think it's essential 
right? And in, in this space to, um, you know, to utilize the advisor and, and, and the fact that these guys are working 24 seven on behalf of their customers. I mean, they're really ultra committed and dedicated to the overall experience of, of each of their consumers. It, you know it, it, just, it just blows my mind how much they care and what they do. No, and you're, I totally agree. Uh, that, that it really, it's, it's another, one of the biggest incidents or crises ever to hit the world. And it once again, proved the value of a, yeah. of a great travel advisor as, as we head into the future. And, and the, I think the industry is emerging stronger than ever. We had a tough few years, uh, two years there to get everybody through this. Uh, but I know from our, our perspective, we're seeing everybody coming back in and engaging with our, our website, Insider Travel Report. So uh, we, we think everyone's back. We just have to get everybody else back on board on the supplier yes. side too. So is there anything else you want to tell us about uh, Global Travel Collection, about the luxury market? Well, do you have about do you have about two hours? Because yeah, sure. Let's just you know, we'll, we'll make this a regular series, and we'll, we'll go on from there. Okay. Yeah, we'll just we'll call it the James and Angie show. <laughs> that, I like that. I like that. I think we can sell that one. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, just just a call, you know, to the forefront, you know, the the strength of our collection of of iconic brands. You know, I I think that our brand um, identity embodies. Um, an organization that's reinventing itself. We're looking to do things differently. We're not looking at circa 2008, right? right. And, and we're looking at the future. What is the future of travel and how do we help drive the future of travel? How do we elevate our brand? Um, so, you know, um, I, I, I think, you know, when you, again, you look at the lineup of, of the, the brands in our organization, I mean, it really does represent the best of the best mm -hmm. um, that's out there. Um, you know, as I talked about our advisors being so influential and in their support of, of not only their customers, but also the suppliers that we're selling. Mm -hmm. um, our scale is phenomenal. You know, we when you look at our peer group, what we represent in volume to our peer group is amazing. And when you look at the, the um, you know, the suppliers, you know, they could go to 10 different advisors or they could stop with us once, right? Yes. Why there not go. go to the place where you can go once? So I think that's huge. And, and we continue to evolve. Like we are not, you know, two of our pillars, one is um, progressive progressiveness or progress, and the other is relevance. And so right. everything that we do, we look to be relevant. We look to progress. We are not satisfied with being the same old stagnant agency. Um, and so how do we do that? How do we progress? How do we make things better? How do we make things different for our employees, our advisors, and the consumer? No, absolutely. Well said. Uh, where can uh, um, our viewers uh, go to find out about uh, Global Travel Collection? I think when we, we talked a year ago, you were still working on your website, but I think that's up and running now, right? It is. Yeah. So globaltravelcollection.com. Um, you can also fo um, follow us on social media. Um, we're on Instagram, um, powered by GTC. We're on Twitter, powered by GCC. Facebook, powered by GCC. So you can find us just about anywhere by looking at GTC or Global Travel Collection. Um, and you know we're on standby waiting for great advisors who want to join us, suppliers who want to partner with us, and consumers who want a great experience. No, that's fantastic. And it, Angie, it's been great to catch up with you again. Next time we will do this live because okay. I, I actually was in New York the other day and I, I, I was thinking, yeah, when, I, I didn't know whether you were still down in Florida or you were back, you finally had 
come back up to the New York office. Uh, as, you can see, as you can see, my backdrop, which this is actually a shot of New York taken from uh, uh, the Walker Tribeca Hotel, uh, oh. where, where I was actually, no, it was Walker Greenwich Village Hotel, which has a wonderful view of uh, uh, looking north uh, in, in Manhattan. So I, I kept this for a little while until my nice. Until I decide to do another backdrop, but um, but but it's been great. Next time we will do this in your offices, I hope, and uh, we'll get to find out even more about Global Travel Collection. Again, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you, we appreciate it. I'm Jane Schellinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.